Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast, where myself and my guests share the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to create more success in your leadership and life with less sacrifice. And oh, am I excited today. I have such an amazing woman, colleague, and friend, Kristen Collins. This woman is a wellness warrior on more levels than just the physical. So let me tell you just a little bit about her so you can start falling in love with her before she comes and shares her brilliance with all of us. So Kristen is a magnetic, thought-provoking influencer, inspiring thousands to connect with their purpose, ultimate joy, and love. And as a former healthcare executive, She thought that she was doing everything that she could to live a vibrant and healthy life. Still, her health struggled. Anybody identify? Her relentless pursuit to improve herself has led her to open her heart to the world and share the lessons that she has learned along the way from better health and healing to connecting people through her creative charity and community involvement. In her new book, okay, you're looking for ideas for reading. This is it. Kristen takes us on her non-traditional journey to uncover the root cause of her ailments. And along the way, she discovers that knowing and loving herself is essential to good health and the foundation for optimal well-being. And so Kristen's book is Phoenix Rising, correct? Her Phoenix Rising. Her Phoenix Rising. So make sure that you put that on your reading list. Better yet, after you are done with the podcast episode, go on to Amazon and get it right now. So Kristen, welcome and thank you so much for being here today. Debbie, it is such an honor and pleasure. I am so happy to be connecting with you today. <laughs> you are an amazing woman. And let me give you some backstory for the listeners is that You know, it was probably, I think about nine years ago that my husband and I decided that we were going to do the snowbird thing and move to Florida. And so I set out to figure out, you know, who are the influencers in the the community? Who are the people who are making things happen? And ran dab smack into Kristen. And we, we have been connected and and, you know, doing our own things and reconnecting. And it's just been so much fun. So Kristen, would you share just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and how you came to be where you are today? Because it's fascinating. Well, thank you, Debbie. And I just love how our golden thread, you know, weaves in and out of our past decade. You were greatly impactful to the beginning of my health and well-being journey, unbeknownst to me. (laughs) And back about nine years ago. So, so blessed, you know, to have crossed with you and to continue crossing very concisely. I found myself in healthcare as a fundraiser building a very large regional children's hospital, but it was actually on a side hustle, part of my job as a fundraiser that I came across a hospital executive who was trying to recreate one of our campuses to be something that he called an optimal healing environment. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very silly thing because in healthcare, we fix people when they're sick. (laughs) What what is optimal well-being? 
Right. <laughs> wait until they get sick and then we put band-aids on them or we operate on them. So it was about a decade-long journey to understanding that we have the opportunity to heal, thrive, and be well before we get sick and or after we get sick. So fast forwarding to the now, I now dedicate every breath I take every day to sharing that information and shedding light that we own our own health journey and we can thrive and be happy and abundant once we identify and embrace root cause and release it and enjoy the present moment. And it really is, it's, it's wellness on more than one level, which is what I had alluded to before, because if it's showing up in the physical, okay, great. There are some things that need to be addressed, but there's something on the mental, there's something on the emotional, there's something on the spiritual le levels that also need to be kind of brought forward. And, and that has been your journey. It has. And, and the concept of that all being interconnected is one. That's why when I left healthcare and created my own solopreneur life. I didn't call myself the CEO or founder. I found myself titling my role as interconnected well-being advocate. And I still giggle when I say my title to people because you can see them uh, make a face and then recover. And they're like, oh, how do you spell that? But to you, <laughs> it kind of sounds kind of Star Trek-ish, you know? <laughs> there's many days I'm like CEO and I'm like, no, interconnected well-being advocate. But I love what you just shared that they are all interconnected. And by trying to isolate one, we're missing the point and we're just putting a Band-Aid on the one that we're concentrating on. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you pay attention, the signposts show up leading you to where you need to go. And I, and I know in my studies in HUNA, it, you know, it starts with the spiritual, you know, it goes to the mental, it goes to the emotional, it goes to the physical. And so whatever plane the problem is in, then it's the next plane up that you need to explore. Is that kind of your understanding as well? You just concisely and beautifully and brilliantly summed it up. So thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, so if something is happening in the physical, then, you know, the thought patterns that, which is mindset is so important. And, you know, you talked about waking up from your meditation today, having that opportunity to be still. And there's just so many great habits that I would love to find out from you, your, in your new style of life, because I know in a previous life, you, you hit the wall, you know, the universe forced you to, fig <laughs> to figure it out. That is painful when it happens, because I know it's happened to me too. But now with this up-leveled sort of attitude and thinking and livelihood, what does success mean to you? So if we cracked open the dictionary and, you know, Kristen's picture is there, what is your definition of success? What would people read? Mm, juicy, juicy, Debbie. Thank you. What I'm inspired to share is that our definition, in my opinion, for each of us is unique. And I am sad that I had to hit a wall and I, you know, welcome the opportunity to help people not have to quite experience the, the trajectory that I did. The definition of success for me is to be able to be present in this moment now, because in my opinion, that's really all we have is the now and to be able to release the past or stop freaking out about a future that we, for the most part, don't control and that we can thrive, be well, be happy, be abundant in this present moment 
to me, that is success. And that brings with it the joy of this present moment that brings with it all that I could ever want to qualify myself as successful. Yeah. And, and it sounds simplistic. It is easy, not necessarily easy to do. It is a, it is a habit, just like anything else getting you to that point. You know, being, there are so many things that distract us today. So what are some of the, the best go-to techniques for you that you've learned to keep yourself present, to, you know, shift yourself into that aligned, abundant sort of mindset? Sure. Great question. And to your point, it is not a light switch that you could just think about. And then all of a sudden it is like anything else. It's a workout. And uh, there are days that I'm off, uh, but fortunately more days I'm on. I really, really understand the vitality and importance of me starting my day with a reflection. I, I really enjoy when I time block because I have to time block those 10 or 15 minutes to self and just breathe and be and continue to release my thoughts and just get back to the now. So that's a habit that I do more days than not. I cap that. I do a lot in between, but I cap that by going to bed each evening, hopefully at a reasonable hour hopefully not on a gigantically full stomach and hopefully without <laughs> a lot of alcohol in me. <laughs> and I connect with my higher self and I express gratitude for my day and my many, 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 many blessings. And then I ask that during my rejuvenating sleep, if I could possibly receive any information that would be helpful for me as I continue on my journey of presence and to just be the conduit to our interconnectivity. So that's the capping of the day. And then everything in between the 18 or so hours that I'm awake in between that, I find that if I do those things really well, that intuitively I end up fueling my body the way that it needs to be fueled. This morning, I was able miraculously to go for almost an hour walk, even though it was very chilly. <laughs> yes, but it is. I, I was just really inspired to move today. There are days that I'm, I'm not inspired to move. I try to follow my inner knowing, my intuition on how to care for myself. But if I, I cap the two ends, it makes the rest of the day so much easier. So I love that. And, and mine is very much the same. The the bulk of my work happens in the morning. I'm a morning person. And so it is, you know, released through my higher self. It is having some sort of gratitude process, usually, you know, a few things that I am grateful for, calling my mind toward um, what it is that I'm grateful for, and then um, doing some sort of a meditation and some journaling after. And it, when you bookend the day, it does make a difference and it's discovering your process. No, you know, it's not that it has to be, it works different for everyone. And I'm curious, you know, you mentioned connecting with your higher self and you mentioned a couple of times releasing, which I think is so important. There are things that we carry that don't belong to us. There are stories, there are habits that we carry that that no longer serve us and it just hasn't occurred to us to let them go. What is your release process? So I use a higher self release, uh, a huna technique where I connect with my higher self and then I identify what may be in my body as far as anger, sadness, fear, guilt, 
limiting beliefs, things like that, and inviting, you know, giving it over, you know, what is, what is your process? How do you release? Sure. I love that question. And there are snippets of ways that I release on my own. And then there are exterior tools that I use, whether that's hypnotherapy, acupuncture, cranial sacrum therapy, you name it. I love it. (laughs) And I find that I attract that if, and when, you know, there's a calling for it, but for my, my internal practice, I do, I take five deep breaths when I am, I'm in that present moment. I'm realizing that I'm being triggered with a story and by taking those five deep breaths and about a minute of reflection, it opens up my curiosity and my wonder. And I almost start giggling at myself, even when things are really, really hard, like very upsetting by taking those five deep breaths and just removing myself a layer from the situation, I ponder, huh, why is this happening right now? Is there possibly another way that I can look at this? What is the lesson? Is the lesson for me? Yes. The lesson for that, am I holding space for the other person to learn a lesson? What I've learned and what I share in Her Phoenix Rising are some pretty sassy stories about this discovery process when I thought I had all the answers and it was my way and, you know, everything had to come and and be in alignment with me. And now I'm writing book two right now. And it's, it dives into the how, how to achieve this, you know, mindset shift. And this is a really juicy tidbit, Debbie. So I appreciate you bringing this up when we are in a situation, whether it's really joyful or not, it's that that pause, that reflection, and not not feeling it because right. I made that mistake for fifty years. Okay, feel whatever the emotion is, but by inhaling it, feeling it, and exhaling it, releasing it, we go right. back to the one true emotion, the one high emotion, and that is love. Love, love, yeah. And so something so simple as you know breathing in what you need you know holding it allowing it to absorb into your body and then exhaling what you don't i mean it doesn't it it doesn't have to be complicated and yet for a lot of very highly motivated accomplished women it is i don't have time for this you know i i've been through worse i'll get through this i just need to power through it you, you know whatever it is that you tell yourself for me it was suck it up buttercup and that wasn't necessarily the best advice but sometimes you just, you need to feel it, you know? And I know my, my coach calls it going to the basement. You know, there are just some things that's like, okay, if this is where you're at. And, and I shared with you before we started this, that, you know, I've got a family member who is embarking on a, a major illness. And, and when I first found out, I wigged out, I had all this sadness coming up. And I'm like, where this, where's this coming from? I'm not even the one that's sick. Why is this happening to me? You know, and I didn't want to go there. And then finally, I realized I needed to, I needed to go to the basement. I just needed to cry. I just needed to let it out and, and just be with it. And only then once you've allowed that emotion to move through can you clearly see, okay, this is what's going on. This is what's really going on. Amen. Otherwise we're just reacting, you know, to the, we're, we're thrown off and we're reacting. And I love what you just said about dynamic, you know, powerful female leaders. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I look at my autoimmune issue, my chronic disease that no one can solve for as a vegan triathlete who is an executive in healthcare. (laughs) I I was sick, right? So that was my journey, my pause when the mind-body connection was completely disconnected. And so by not feeling or powering through, we Mm -hmm. all, you know, we can get her done. We Mm -hmm. all are very strong, very mindset will, you know, my body gave out from how hard I was working to be in control and by releasing and going with the flow of life and having agility, just like you're flexing right now to make different decisions based on information that just bubbled up. Mm -hmm. You didn't plan on this. That's why we don't freak out about our future because we don't know it's going to happen. We want to cast our vision and, and be authentically us, but we have to have the agility. And by denying the feelings that come in the present moment, we will disconnect from self. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's something that, you know, it happens. It's, you know, it's, it, you said more days you're on than, you know, than not. And, and, and I slid right back into it. And then, you know, having people around you that can help you find your center again. I mean, who are the people that you want to hang out with? Who are the people that you, you love their vibe, you know, and you want to vibe with them? Because that is so important in, in, in figuring out your next, you know, in releasing what isn't serving you. It's you don't have to figure it out all by yourself. And I know that you do so much work with that to help people really get beyond where they are now and, and find their next as far as a as a a wellness and not just a physical wellness, but as that emotional, mental, spiritual wellness that feeds the physical, but you know, the physical is the foundation and, and you have to do what you can to build up that foundation. Right. Yeah. And I just find the irony, you know, the universe is so gorgeous. (laughs) It is, isn't it? (laughs) This morning I shifted into the third part of, of my upcoming book and it talks about feeling ourselves. Right. And people want to talk to me about what to eat. Right. And I'm like, you know, first of all, for everyone, your nutrition is individualized. How much, what, you know, that is a a unique proposition for self. And your body tells you your body, your body gives you all the cues, you know, and it helps you balance your microbiome. The chapter. So I wrote a little chapter on that. I said, but what I really want to talk about as far as fuel and what you're consuming isn't about your vegetable count or, you know, your legumes. I want to talk about what are you consuming as far as external factors to your point, who's around you. Mm -hmm. Right. And that shifts the more in touch you get, because there's a lot of external pressure. We've been, you know, kind of hammered into this mindset of this, you know, consumerism and this, you know, materialism and what the definition of success looks like. Yes. And there's all this external pressure. And that's been the shift. And my question today that I reflected on was, what are you consuming? And, and that's through, you know, what are you turning on when you come home? What are you listening to in the car? Yep. What yep. are you doing in from friends, family? And then what do you do? Social media, you know, what are you reading? Yeah. And social media, you know, I, I know people that just completely shut it off and I respect that I choose to engage and my algorithms attract, you know, what I'm putting out there. And for me, social media provides a global 
platform for connectivity of the most amazing, inspiring people. So I get that there's algorithms and that, you know, we can get addicted. I happen to have now the discipline where I use it. I connect with beautiful people like you every day. I got you. And I'm like, go Debbie, go. And then I, I put it aside. And that's part of the consumption is how are you building your environment physically so that you're not consuming all this negativity and hate day in and day out. Right. Because what you focus on, you you attract energy flows where the attention goes. And, and you, is that what you really want? And 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 it it does take some work, but it is so worth it in the long run. So I talked to you about that, the woman, Sarah Blondin, and I, I just, I love her. And she told a story about a a woman who went and sat at the feet of an old wise man, a sage, so to speak, and just poured out her heart of everything that was going wrong in her life, her children, the state of the world, just, you know, herself and his response to her. And of course I'm paraphrasing is yes, my child, but you know, what is it that you love? What brings you joy? You know, what it's so often we are focused on what isn't working, you know, how our health is lagging, you know, we don't feel as good as we want. We're just, you know, things aren't manifesting or coming to us, you know, we don't feel abundance and, you know, we're getting cranky, you know, we're getting a little porky about it and just those subtle shifts. So about the tools that you share can help you get in that space getting onto social media. And then when you're done, get off, you know, focusing on gratitude, focusing on joy, being open and introspective about yourself, not just from a physical level, but that emotional and spiritual level. Let me ask you along those lines, as far as what you allow and what you don't allow, there are our decisions to make. They are our decisions to make. What do you protect at all costs? Ooh, love that. Um, What I'm grappling with right now is it would be super beautiful to go like climb a mountain, (laughs) shut myself in a cave, you know, eat from the land. And, you know, being in isolation is has its perks. Then you don't have to deal with all the negative around. We are all here to experience all that there is to experience. It's not about being namaste in isolation or when you're introspective. It's about taking that throughout your day, irrespective of what situations you're coming across, whether it's something as catastrophic as a family member who is ill. You know, that is a part of our journey. How are we showing up in that? So what I protect at all cost is that awareness. And Debbie, why I say it like that is I discovered not too long ago that due to early chronic acute trauma, my heart was so shut off and shut down that you could not access it for anything. And I I've discovered that I wasn't truly living because I, I was living a very conscious ego-based mind life, not one that was authentically from the heart. So I've worked really hard to open my heart. So I do not protect my heart, my gut, my mind. I, what I at all costs do and protect is the blockage to let that flow through me so I can be of this world and be able to interface with all that it offers versus having to go do that in a, in a, in isolation and not interacting. Right. Being able to function in the world that we live in. Yeah. You know, I did the word for the year, right? A lot of people do the word for the year. 
Mine is authenticity. So it's really, it's a journey around that this year. And it's, and it's interesting because I, I delivered a keynote a couple of weeks ago for a women's leadership conference in Wisconsin. And, and I delivered the keynote on behalf of Athena International, which is a women's organization I'm a part of. And we honor, develop, and support women leaders. And it all starts with authenticity. But I think a lot of times we just focus forward. What is the next? What is the next job? What is the opportunity? How do I keep moving? And it could be leading us away from ourselves, even though we think that we are progressing. And it's not until you get clear on, okay, you know, Kristen, what is your, what does success mean to you? And being able to articulate that. And that's why I asked that question first, because many people can't answer that for themselves. It's a job. It's a house. It is a car. It is a vacation. It is a status. It is a, you know, fill in the blank. But is that truly what, you know, makes you successful? So I love that that awareness is a big piece of what it is that you are protecting because that is, there's nothing for you without it. I so appreciate that. And I don't like, I don't go around and say, I had it all. (laughs) That's not it. It's not obnoxious, right? But you've known me for a decade and you know that I have had it all according to you know, the American dream, right? And while I was very happy and very appreciative in that moment, I also found myself ill and found that disconnect and had to excavate. It took quite quite a bit of time for me to dig deep enough and, and to discover that I was completely detached from my heart. So the definition of success for me is to know who I am, to know why I am, And then to authentically be who I am. And that's my unique offering. And part of that is understanding who I am and what I showed up here to do and be is different, one iota or grandiosely different from other. Mm -hmm. And being comfortable with my unique offering, equally, if not more important, to be comfortable and okay, curious and in wonder about others' unique offering. Okay, being a leader isn't for me about convincing someone else to do what I think needs to be done. That's not, I don't know what that, that's dictatorship. I don't know what that is, (laughs) right? Not my jam. (laughs) That used to be how I jammed. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I don't have the right. It's not my responsibility. How do I feel when someone tries to impede on my journey? So instead, it's getting comfortable with who I am. That's success for me. I know what my purpose is. I discovered it about a half decade ago. It came up out of a hypnotherapy session, and it is I inspire awakening. I had no idea what it meant when it finally (laughs) came out of my mouth. And I was like, and I was like, well, that's great. What the heck does that mean? (laughs) How do you do that? And here we are a couple of years later, and I continue to just, you know, lotus blossom and understand that. So being comfortable with self, knowing and loving self, showing up in community from that place of wholeness, right? And being a lighthouse for who you are and attracting who you're supposed to, that is my definition of success and how I hope to continue to just be a part of a, of a greater collective. I got goosebumps. And here's where I got the goosebumps. 
why I am. I gave me goosebumps again. Why I am. You just gave it back to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, that is, that's huge. That is huge. And, and, you know, and I get it. Getting the clarity came. I woke up with it. I went downstairs. I got on GoDaddy and the URL was available. And that was how the company was born. But it's like, what did it mean? What am I supposed to do with that? What is clarity? How do I share it? You know, and it's a journey of figuring it out. So who is it? Who wrote Big Magic? Did you read Big Magic? She talks about idea bubbles and idea bubbles land on you because they're meant for you. And And if you don't do anything with them, they can float away. Right. Well, and if you don't sit in the present moment to receive. Right. You're not even aware. Right. And Debbie, that's so beautiful because it's the shift. I was so busy for 50 years, you know, rowing my boat upstream with all my little heart, getting her done, getting her done, getting her done. (laughs) And it was great. And a lot of wonderful things happened. But it's been in the letting go and going with the flow of life that now you want to talk about idea bubbles. You know, all of a sudden I open my email or, you know, my phone and or whatever across the street and I'm receiving magnanimous idea bubbles that I didn't even dream of. I didn't even I didn't understand what they meant. And I'm giggling because the universe is so bountiful and plentiful. And when we are in flow with our true authentic purpose, we then connect with our destiny and what we're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Whether you, it's a career, whether it's a business, it's it, when you're open, it will come to you. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. One question for you before we start to wrap things up is lessons that you've learned along the way. Is there a big one that kind of stands out to you that was delivered along the way from where you were to what it is that you are becoming now? Sure. And uh, again, it's funny that my book is a reflection of 29 stories of lessons learned. Uh, When I wrote, I didn't know why a particular story came up and what, you know, as I'm writing it, I didn't care if I published, I didn't care if anyone read it. It was more my healing and release. But as I reflected afterwards, I giggled because I saw the, the fluidity of the story shares. But yes, the one that came up when you asked that question is in alignment with what we just talked about. And I hosted a very dominant goddess <laughs> to Southwest Florida to give a talk as part of a national speaker series, which I hosted. And she, I, my husband suggested that I interviewed her from stage instead of just giving her a microphone because we weren't sure where she would take things. And uh, it was in that dialogue that she shared about a lesson as her father was passing and she sat with him as he transitioned And her takeaway in summary was that you don't have the right or the responsibility to dictate to other. And the only person you're in charge of is self. And she. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so she calls her husband and says, you know, babe, I owe you an apology. And he's like, for what? And she said, well, for seven years, I've been trying to tell you what to do. And clearly you're not listening to me. And I, I don't have the right to do that. So when I digested that and her husband has now become globally renowned podcaster, ultra athlete, I mean, unbelievable. 
completely impacted my journey by absorbing his content. But it was after she released trying to make him do what she felt he should be doing. And then a week later, he calls her up and is like, hey, remember that juice cleanse you've been telling me about? Can you tell me how to you know, get that? And then now he has grown into this true essence and being of who she knew the whole time he was destined to be. That lesson was such a shift for me because it began, it was the seed plant in the beginning for me to understand, even when we feel we can see something so clearly for other, well, unless that person wants to hear or asks your opinion, it's not for you to say. And that was such a shift for me. That lesson, I continue to this day when I'm in community with other and I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't do it that way. Or I see something different for them. I no longer even share that unless asked. So this art of listening and being and not projecting my thoughts has been the, I feel the greatest lesson of, of this chapter for me. I love that. Lead yourself first. You know, you're the only one you have control over. You know, I don't, I'm not that good. I don't know if anybody else is out there that good, but you know, I had a therapist call me omnipotent once, but even then I can't control others. So yeah. It, and how much energy do we, do we expend trying to do that? So a very valuable lesson. Now I know that you have amazing resources and things that you share with people. I would love for you to share with the audience how they can find more of you what it is that you would like to put in front of them. So I'll turn it over to you. Thank you. I have just gone through the process of trying to create a funnel <laughs> that folks can connect with and then pick and choose if anything is resounding for them. So the easiest way is to go onto my website, which is simply my name, kristencollins.com. And from there, you can sign up for a weekly little sassy email that I send out, which offers some tips and tools. I showcase other folks who are doing amazing work have helped me on my journey. This podcast will be included in that offering uh, as an example of me showcasing different opportunities. And then from there, you can access the physical connectivity, online stuff, books, resources to help you go ahead and fine tune your own journey. Because that was my big aha. Uh -huh. I can't tell anyone else what to do. I can share what I've done. I can share what others offer. But I can you, give you some ideas. I can share ideas. <laughs> you have to own that journey. So yeah. that's, how, that's the easiest way to connect, Debbie. Oh, love it. So kristencollins.com and go on to Amazon, herphoenixrising.com. It is the book, is Kristen's book, her first book. And stay tuned for the second one coming out. I can't wait. And sign up for her newsletter. I did. I can't wait to get these pearls of wisdom that I know that are going to be coming my way to help reframe my thinking and keep me going in the right direction. So Kristen is a person that I love to vibe with. She has got that amazing energy. And I cannot thank you enough for taking your, your time and sharing them today. So from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. Thank you. So B and love, as Kristen says. And for all of you out there listening, I hope that you found just amazing insights in this interview. I know I do. And until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity and the love that you deserve. 
Take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.